Hello, everyone. Welcome to the She Wolf Podcast. I am Devin Amber Wolf, your reluctant host of these difficult navigations, but it all needs to be said and all needs to be talked about. So here we are. And in this series, we are doing a deep dive into the confluence between chronic illness and disability, ableism, and modern spirituality. And in this episode, we are going to be diving into defining a few more things for the sake of clarity. In the last episode, we defined chronic illness, we defined ableism, and in this one, we are going to go into things like spiritual bypassing, magical thinking, toxic positivity, and things like that. Um, And we're going to be defining these things because we will be discussing these terms fairly often in the podcast and some, if not all, terms you've probably heard of, but it's always a good idea to have a refresher. So the first term and concept we're going to be covering is spiritual bypassing. So what is it? The term was first coined by psychotherapist John Wellwood in the early 1980s. In his book, Toward a Psychology of Awakening, he says spiritual bypassing is a tendency to use spiritual ideas and practices to to sidestep or avoid facing unresolved emotional issues, psychological wounds, or unfinished developmental tasks. And by developmental tasks, we mean working on things like emotional intelligence, trauma responses and triggers, etc. It is often a defense mechanism at its root, but it is paraded around like a spiritual bomb and salve for what would otherwise be a quote-unquote unnecessarily painful time. Picture a roadway through a mountain range. The road must snake and bend to accommodate the mountains. In this example, the mountains are emotions, maybe grief, anger, despair, etc., the more difficult emotions. In spiritual bypassing, we fly over the mountain range to our destination of grace, abundance, wellness, etc. We bypass the emotions that are difficult, in order to get where we want to be ultimately. It stems from our discomfort with our own emotional set, but can also easily, easily be projected onto others and often is. We see this in the form of someone grieving and we tell them to look on the bright side or to see the meaning in it, insert meaning here. You may see it on Instagram and or on shirts that say good vibes only. Or you may see it in droves when something tragic happens and people offer thoughts and prayers in the place of actions and real support. In essence, spiritual bypassing seeks to ignore what the real problem is in order to remain pleasant. And in the modern spirituality community, it is super rampant. Now this ties into magical thinking. And magical thinking can be defined as, and this is Wikipedia by the way, A belief that unrelated events are causally connected, despite the absence of any plausible causal link between them, particularly as a result of supernatural effects. An example includes this idea that personal thoughts can influence the external world without acting upon them, aka manifestation, a term often used in the modern whitewashed spirituality community. Now, manifestation isn't always magical thinking, there are countless, countless medical examples of how a certain way of negative trauma-based thinking can influence the body, 
which is a way in which mental manifestation occurs in health, and we will be getting into that much more in uh, the episode about personal health responsibility. Magical thinking isn't about connections that are well established. It is about how things that cannot be proven whatsoever are assuredly somehow responsible for insert cause and effect here. As an example, people who drink their own urine for cleansing out spiritual trauma, or people who do not eat real food, instead they sun gaze for nutrition and nourishment, claiming that it has healed them. It comes in the way of certain gurus and spiritual cults, and how these brainwash people into thinking that their specific wild modality claims are the light and the way, and the only way to help people out of their suffering is to follow them. And it also comes in the form of, you can just think more positively and not be sick anymore. See, I did it using these five steps, which you can access behind this $6,000 paywall. Now, I realize it probably just confused you by talking about manifestation in terms of the body-mind connection and how it has been proven to be connected. But then on the flip side, how you cannot just think yourself healthy. But please be assured that we will parse this out in the next episode. It is pretty much the axis of the series and we will be discussing it thoroughly. Don't worry. So this leads us into toxic positivity. Toxic positivity is essentially a form of gaslighting. It is similar to spiritual bypassing in that it is good vibes only, but it goes a little further than that. And for those who don't know what gaslighting is, that basically is manipulation to get you to question your own reality, your sanity, and your own memories of any given situation. It is a tactic often used by abusers. And in the spiritual realm, the gaslighting nature of toxic positivity suggests that if you don't think positively about X, Y, and Z, be it how you think about your past, trauma, abuse, your mental illness, physical illness, disability, etc., then you'll never be free. You'll never reach the spiritual heights necessary to transcend, which of course is another big term in the modern whitewashed spiritual community, and shed the quote-unquote unnecessary, burdensome, bulky layers of non-spiritual emotion. Moreover, and even more gobsmackingly, toxic positivity-touting people tend to use the word toxic a lot to describe others who are simply being real in their emotional journey as a human animal. Many things that are not inherently positive or maybe taxing in any way whatsoever do not quote-unquote serve these people. And another big term in this fucked up universe is serve. And therefore, these things are toxic. And toxicity in this realm is pegged on anyone from an actual abuser or narcissist to anyone who is essentially getting in their way of maintaining their shiny, happy bubble. It is an incredibly overused term that has almost lost its meaning and its potency. They are the type of person who will try to sell you the idea that a ritual bath with a certain set of crystals and sage will cure what ails you, as long as you think positively. So, the type of people that we are referring to here are, of course, those who call themselves lightworkers, starseeds, gurus, shamans, light beings, crystal babies, earth angels, 
or even hiding in plain sight as trauma-informed or yoga teachers, life coaches, sex coaches. Some witches are ableist as well. Some tarot readers too. The list is long. And many, if not all, of these people set up their platforms and their, or their businesses with the claim that they are here for the betterment of humanity. And that's the, that's the baseline of it. Now, of course, some people do practice what they preach. And maybe there should be a hashtag of not all modern spiritualists or something. Not all New Agers. But the unfortunate nature of many of these self-appointed healers is that many, if not all, are cherry-picking spiritual modalities from cultural lineages, indigenous lineages, and if they're white, most of these modalities and practices they have no heritage tied to, and they're essentially stealing these modalities from cultures without any homage or credit or reparations. My personal opinion on this very touchy subject is that there is a pretty wide gap between utilizing the principles of something, let's say Buddhism, in order to better oneself and the relationships that you're in, and even your work and the wisdom you embody. And cherry-picking quotes from the Dalai Lama and other teachers to further inform your spiritual bypassing, toxically, positive, magically thinking life coach business. Buddhism arose from Northeast India more than 2,500 years ago. That may not be your lineage or your culture, but it was deliberately brought over to the West so that people could benefit from it in their own actual spiritual practice. And by actual, I mean daily with resolve and dedication, not for decoration and Instagram likes. And much more heinous examples of this kind of appropriation would be a white person making and selling dream catchers or wearing an indigenous headdress during Coachella while talking about abundance on YouTube. And abundance, of course, is yet another radical bypassing term used by this community. Cherry picking and making a collage out of other cultural spiritual practices is not always wholly negative, and in fact is something I'd argue is difficult to avoid in our globalized society. Buddhism, as an example again, came our way via immigrants and travelers in the 1800s, but nowadays we have access to any religious or spiritual modality under the sun. It is hard to be a waking person and not receive a fistful of spiritual and cultural influences daily. But the question is, how is this information, and how are these tools being used, and what for? Are you, a white woman who wants to build a platform as a quote-unquote healer, simply stealing modalities from other cultures, who will inevitably be pushed further underwater, be further made invisible, due to the fact that your platform will inevitably be seen much more because of your privilege. Are you tying in good vibes only mentalities to your spiritual cherry picking, which robs the ancient modalities of their very heart and soul? Are you just trying to make a buck? Are you just trying to look cool and informed? Seem spiritually advanced? Are you just stroking your ego? Because if so, congratulations. You've already defeated the purpose of the modalities you've borrowed from in the first place. But I digress a little, and you may be wondering right now, Devani, how does this tie into ableism and chronic illness? Well, again, ableism seeks to see itself reflected in everything, right? 
It prides itself on productivity, on robustness, on being anti-death, anti-weakness, and much of the time that quote-unquote weakness includes quote-unquote negative emotions as well. Ableism is an ideology of the idealized body that serves only to lubricate the machine of capitalism. Lightworkers, starseeds, and healers so often utilize spiritual bypassing, toxic positivity, and whatnot to seal in their message that we must always work to transcend the ego, transcend trauma, and transcend anything negative in order to be fully healed in a luminous, radiant state at all times. Some of these people may have complaints about the system that they're in, but are spewing its indoctrinated garbage all the same. It just comes in a prettier, more enlightened package, so it appears to be ascension. And these carefully packaged, ableist spiritual ideologies are then shoved down the throats of disabled, chronically ill people under the guise of wanting to help these people heal, all the while actually getting them to magically think their way out of their illness so that they may be in this ableist mindset as well. So that's essentially the landscape and how it all fits together. In the next episode, we will be diving into how these modern spiritualists, using all the aforementioned terms, assign responsibility to disabled, chronically ill folks like you and I, telling us that our illnesses are our fault, telling us that we've manifested them, telling us that we want them as an excuse to not live life fully, etc., And we will be diving into exactly where that line, in my opinion, is drawn on where they may be correct and where they absolutely are not. So until then, be well. Love and wolves.